Ohio State is undefeated. They're 1-0. The season is off on the right foot? It's off on a foot. It is off on a foot. Welcome back into Memorial Stadium for some snap judgments. He is Berm. I am Austin Ward. Uh, Ohio State, 23-3. It was a conference opponent. It was on the road. It was with a bunch of new faces. Um, Ryan Day still called it a mixed bag. I think he anticipated there were going to be some of these issues along the way. This was not a look at a fully formed national title contender. Mm -mm. The pieces are still there. I'm not sure that anyone's going to push the panic button when you win a game by 20 points on the road. It felt a lot like the slog of that road opener at Indiana or at Minnesota two years ago. The, you know, first half for Kyle McCord was a little disjointed. I thought he was much better in the second half. Um, I'm not going to hyper-react to what uh, his performance. I'm trying not to hyper-react to the offensive line, especially the left side of the offensive line, and how um, that had its butt kicked for a good portion of the afternoon. I'm not entirely sure without looking at tape, like, what's the problem there? As sometimes it looked like Indiana just had one extra guy that had, was unblocked or multiple times when Ohio State on short-yarded situations just didn't block the guy off the off the edge on this on the left side, and that led to uh, loss of yards. And that happened with Travion Henderson. It happened with Mayan Williams. It happened with Trip Trainum. Um, mixed bag is the right word for the offense, and that's okay. Like, if we were going to go into the 2023 season and have concerns about, is, is this going to be right? I think it, you'd rather it be, is this going to be right on the offense than the defense after the <laughs> last five years, which the defense played lights out. Indiana, again, we said it on the keys pregame. We didn't really have any idea what they were going to be offensively. And I don't know that they had any idea what they were going to be offensively. They started one quarterback, start played him for three series, then brought in Taven Jackson, who ran around a little bit more. And then they brought in the other guy again in the third quarter. And I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, they were running like a triple option almost with uh, their, their little scat back, who's really talented. Um, not the best offensive team Ohio State's going to face by a wide margin, but it was confusing, and <laughs> I thought the defense did a nice job reacting. Uh, I think we can go player by player, but I, you went on the road by 20 in the Big Ten is a good day. Michigan wins 30-3 to at home today against East Carolina. I, I didn't watch it. I assume Michigan probably could have stretched out if they wanted to in the fourth quarter, but you'll take it. Um, the Buckeyes it would have felt a whole lot better if you punch in the two short yardage red zone situations where you settle for field goals. If you get that out, it's 34 to three or something like that. And this game, this game feels a whole lot better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We've, we have to talk about the quarterback situation before we get into anything else. I mean, that Ryan Day said in his post game press conference, his intention was to get Devin Brown in around the third series. He wound up getting the fourth. He thought he would bring him back for another one, maybe the fifth or sixth of the game did not transpire that way. A, because Ohio State had not pulled away, and so the quarterback that he had more confidence going into this game was the one that he thought uh, could lead them to that victory. He didn't want to restart the process of finding rhythm, chemistry, understanding of what Indiana's defense was doing again with Devin Brown. I think you can understand that motivation when you're trying to get, like, this is not, this was not Youngstown State, this was Indiana. Are they as talented as Ohio State? A couple good defensive players on that team, too. I mean, that number 44, the linebacker, that dude could play at Ohio State. That's a good player. And, and if your offensive line is working through some things, you want to probably eliminate some of those variables. So I know that 
you know, grind day, chief among them. Many people wanted to see Devin Brown. They wanted to evaluate both quarterbacks. I think we, you and I both feel that that would have been great to see as well and informative for all of us. Didn't work out that way. And I think you can understand why Ryan Day changed gears. You referenced Kyle McCord's day, had the interception. It was on a bit of a, a busted play after they went play action. Chip Trinum gets blown up, uh, throws late, uh, picked off on a fourth down. Throw uh, late across the middle. Like, yeah. Not, not guess, usually where you want to make it. Uh, you know, throwing back across his body, across the middle. That's almost a guaranteed recipe for an interception. Yeah. Um, but he also didn't have, like, it was fourth down. The ball needed to go somewhere. Yeah. I th- uh, you know, that's not to to justify it. It'll be a learning opportunity, as it will be for many people. Came back with some really nice throws in the second half. You alluded to those, Berm. The one to Marvin Harrison, where Ryan Day didn't really appreciate the explanation he got. Would have been a touchdown. Marvin just stepped out, just stepped on the sideline after taking a little bit of a bump in coverage. Um, had a nice throw over the middle. Two of them, really. Julian Fleming and Cade Stover uh, to help put that game away and set up some touchdowns. That's yeah. that's what it was. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> it it probably won't convince people who are on the fence that he's definitely the guy. But the way Ryan Day handled it tells you that that's where they are most comfortable right now. I think actually Kyle had a couple throw. I mean, he had the one at the end of the first half. The Buckeyes get the ball late in the first half and are moving the ball in a position to score right before the half, and then they get it to start the second half, which was I think the double that the double ding dong that Ryan mm. Day was looking for. Throws a really nice ball to Carnell Tate, who gets it knocked out of his hands at the two or three yard line. Like that's. That's one of those plays where you look at it and go, man, if you just get throw that in there, maybe that confidence goes way up coming into the second half. Uh, I thought he did play better in the second half. The, he had a beautiful throw to Stover on the seam ball, on the seam route that Kate had a 40 or 45-yard gain on. Um, I like the fact that even on the other side of the field here, he went into the coverage and threw it to Stover on a, in the end zone. It was not a perfect pass, but like it was in the right spot. I think that's the biggest thing for Kyle and any inexperienced quarterback. When you have receivers like Marvin Harrison and Emeka Buka and Julian Fleming and all these other guys, like you can afford to not be perfect. And but you can't be short. You can't be behind them. You need to be above them or outside of them where they can do something special. And the bad throws today were short, they were late. Like you can't do that because Marvin Harrison, uh, the corner, they tried a little jump ball in the corner of the end zone. Like you got to throw that up. You got to throw it up, not behind. Um, maybe they're trying to get a PI call. I don't know, but it's it just those little things. You two of eight on completions to Marvin Harrison. Like you're going to need to be better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone obviously going into this game thinks, oh, that's his guy. That's where the chemistry is. Obviously, eight attempts or eight targets for Marvin is about where you need to be. But you just got to be a little bit crisper, and that'll come with experience. And I, th- I do feel bad for Devin Brown. I think that he was in a position where he should have been getting more of those reps. But this is a situation where Ohio State and all of us, I think, are going to have to adapt to the new play clock because this game seemed to go a lot faster. Well, not during commercial breaks. Well, there are a lot of commercial breaks, but during the play, it seemed to, to really move quickly. Yeah, I would say I hate it, and I wish that they could – Think about changing the rule immediately yeah. and reverting to the old uh, way, but I doubt that I get my way there. Uh, it's really dumb because if the idea is to speed up the game, then just stop having so many damn commercials. That would help. You would have, like, there was a timeout, field goal attempt, change of possession, another commercial yeah. break. It was absolutely Is the $7 billion dollar TV deal not enough <laughs> that they have to get 40 commercials when they could just get by with 28? Whatever. Well, they need the I'll commercials to pay box. $7 billion. Get I think that's box. think that's the problem. Um, 
What, what do you give? Let, let's grade him out. Okay. What, what, do we, what do we grade out Kyle McCord at today? I'm going to go with like a B minus. Uh, he, he completed almost 240 yards. No touchdown, obviously. He should have had one. Gets called back. Um, I really did like what I saw of him in the second half. And I thought the offensive line played better in the second half, gave him more time to throw. So I really liked early in the game. He got under some pressure, got out of the pocket, ran for eight yards. The play he made to chip train him here, um, scrambling yeah. was really, really nice. Yep. I'm going to give him a B minus, and I think that if I would have given him a grade at half, it probably would have been a C. So I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to say it was perfect because it certainly wasn't, but it was good enough to win by 20 on the road in the Big Ten. I think it was about what I expected overall, and with moments that were really encouraging. So sometimes you get questions wrong on a test. B minus and C plus is probably about the right neighborhood, but he, he there were a few tricky ones that he got absolutely right. And he deserves credit for that. It was by no means a disastrous performance from him or anything close to that. Uh, and you referenced a couple plays that if, you know, Carnell Tate doesn't put that uh, on the ground or if Marvin's foot is two inches uh, to the left. Or the official recognizes he was pushed out yeah, of bounds. Then everything, everything looks a little different. Now, again, that's not to say that they don't count or that they're not part of the grade. They are. Uh, Ohio State expects more from its quarterbacks than it got today. It does not like to go through games with uh, no passing touchdowns. That's pretty rare for a Ryan Day team, although it did happen just last season at Northwestern. Uh, but that can't be the norm, especially not for a team that wants to win the Big Ten, get back to the college football playoff, and win a national championship. But I think the mixed bag part, to to expand that beyond just Kyle McCord, like, not every snap on the left side of the line was bad. There were some running lanes at times. Um, I thought Chip Trainum and Mayan Williams were probably more effective at hitting those than maybe Travion Henderson was for week one. Uh, if, you know, when we're grading that, I think the unit as a whole had a successful day. And Mayan finished off two of those drives in the end zone, had a nice catch. Chip Trainum had one. Um, Chip Trainum walking off the field. I don't know who he was talking to. Could have been me. Could have been Indiana. Could have been the Ohio State coaching staff. It could have been anyone. He said, tell these to stop playing with me. I don't know what he was talking about, but he seemed angry. Yeah. The, and he runs angry. And you could very much tell that the Indiana Hoosiers defensive players did not like trying to tackle him. Yeah. And they made the mistake of trying, I think, to trash talk him a little bit early on, which seems like a very bad idea. Chip Trainum, boy, I tell you what, he can do a lot of things. He played fullback for Ohio State. Ohio State had a fullback. In its offense today, write down the date, circle the date. I think it's the first time since Zach Bourne in 2012, <laughs> Ohio State played a fullback. Come on. I don't know, don't Mitch, disrespect I know. Don't Mitch Rossi. Rossi. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, like, he not only was in there as a lead blocker, he was out in there coming out and catching passes. There, there, You get a guy like that, and all of a sudden you have a lot of different things. And I think it raises the game of everyone else. The the catch that Mayan Williams made on that fourth and two down in – or the fourth and nine – <laughs> Sorry, Ryan Day was uh, understand. You know, didn't want to kick any field goals today. But then he did when they get fourth and two from the go from the two. <laughs> I thought he was going to go for that. That's, I'm like, what do you? You go for it on fourth and nine, but then you kick the field goal from the two. I don't, I don't understand. But whatever. Um, Chip was pretty damn good. Like that's a that's something where you, we all saw him last year. We know how athletic he is, but this was a that was a man running angry. Yeah, Josh Proctor was uh, playing pretty angry as well. Had a great first half. Uh, one tackle for loss, just reading the option, blowing it up, physical hit, 
coming in and a little bit high maybe, but puts a guy on the ground, another pass breakup later, a good half from him. Uh, I think maybe we thought he'd probably start, but then we'd see Malik Hartford maybe more or uh, Jihad Carter. Didn't, didn't really. See, j- didn't, didn't see, see Jihad, Jihad Carter, Carter at all. all. Um, and then Malik Hartford, he didn't come in until the third quarter, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah. Um, so played, you know, well, played well, played what you expect. Yeah, I mean, did did that job. So, I I mean, they held him to three points. And then JT Tuimolo on Denzel Burks. Oh, that's not our standard. We want to we want nothing but shutouts. I'm like, yeah. well, you're going to win every game let's, if you hold somebody to three let's points. Let's start with not giving up touchdowns. Just go from, from there. Yeah. But Denzel Burke played a really good game. HOBs? There were HOBs out uh, there. Uh I yeah. asked him about that after. I said, what is different? Like, is it you're healthy? Is it you're confident? And he said, I now know this system inside and out. And yeah. I know exactly where Jim Knowles and where Tim Walton want us to be. And that you could see, like, the, there was a little wide receiver screen early in the game where he got in there and blew it up. Like, there's a different swagger, swag, swagger, Gur? swagger happening with those corners. And, you know, I thought it was a Hit and miss day for Davison Egbenosin and his first day as a you know at Ohio State. It's a little different. Um, Taiwan Malone got in. Hero Canoe got a sack. I mean, Jaden McKenzie got a sack and played pretty. He, I mean, he's played, he played way more than I thought he would and played well. Um, defensive tackle. You know, I said it before the game. I thought they did a really nice job. They didn't. Indiana was not trying to throw the ball. They were not trying to set up in in a five step drop and sit in the pocket. So they would not have been able to. They didn't seem. They seemed to understand that, um, <laughs> and, and they knew Jack Sawyer walking off field said, you know, those guys didn't even try to drop back this entire game. So that's what you face sometimes when you're playing against teams that are worse, and you have to find different ways to affect and impact the play. thought Jack Sawyer played well, speaking of a guy. Like, overall, it's pretty hard to say anything negative about the way the defense played today. Um, tackled well. They were in the right spots. No penalties except for the – Cheap one, you know, the late, the roughing. The Davis, it was late on the same drive, right? Davis yes. and Igbenosin and then Lathan Ransom yeah. had the um, unsportsmanlike. Didn't matter. They didn't give up anything on that drive. But I think that also complicates the evaluation of the mixed bag is that Tom Allen seemed to clearly want to get this game over with as fast as possible. And the new rules helped him accomplish that. It was He was more than willing to take a, a low-scoring cover and to make it look better than it might have been and again, Ohio State had two plays that if they go different, uh, the score looks like a blowout and there's no hand wringing or whatever. I, th- I think Ryan Day's point afterwards, in a couple of weeks, are we going to think about this at all? If they beat Notre Dame, then no. No one will care about what the if it was disjointed, if it was rusty, if it was whatever in the first half against Indiana. All that matters is they're ready for week four, and you can't get ready without playing games. I sort of viewed this game as a scrimmage of sorts like for Ohio State obviously you're coming out here your your goal is to win the game you want to get out of here healthy I don't think that the Buckeyes tried to do anything really like extravagant on offense or defense it seemed like they were pretty content with just going out here making sure that they ran the offense got the guys into some some rhythms you know offensively I think if you have a concern to me it's that they didn't seem to really establish that rhythm i did like when they got into a little bit of tempo kyle mccord looked way more comfortable so did the offensive line so like maybe that's something you can glean from this and and go forward they seem to be better in that in that way they brought in the the bison package multiple times and it just didn't work (laughs) every time that they brought in luke montgomery wearing that number 98 the left side of the line 
he was on the right side of the line and the left side just like forgot to block people. And I don't know if they were letting them go on purpose. Once it was a Mecca Buka against the defensive end and that didn't go well. So I'm not, it's, it's a little bit, uh, you know, we also haven't talked much about it and I don't know. And I think maybe we don't need to because we don't know entirely how it impacts what Ohio State does. But this was Brian Hartland's first game as an offensive coordinator as well. And so like, I, we think Ryan Day is calling all the plays, but we don't know for a fact. I mean, there's a lot of things to look at it and go, well, it could have been better, but I'm not going to go crazy about it. <laughs> I think that should be the overall takeaway from Snappy Jays is that week one is out of the way and uh, you don't want to be playing your very best football necessarily in week one. You'd like to build up to that. It would it be bad if you played better. No one would complain about that. Yeah. But Ohio State got the result they wanted. They did not give up a touchdown, and they won by 20 points against a Big Ten opponent. So they will take it, and then they will grow and look to improve. A couple tune-ups coming, uh, Youngstown State and Western Kentucky, uh, and then obviously the bigger one on the road against Notre Dame and South Bend that's coming up. It's a season, once it gets here, it comes at you thick and fast, and we're ready to cover it all for you uh, on the podcast. So much more content coming as we break it down and get ready for week two. We thank you for uh, popping in here for some Snappy Jays with us. He's Berm. I am Austin. We'll talk to you back in Columbus.